You've got it tuned to The Rendezvous. Bonsoir, bonjour, good evening, welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel, your host. The accent is French if it's the first time you join the show. The Rendezvous is all about relationships, so you can always call me, email me. And I want to say this because uh, earlier tonight, a friend of mine just you know, sent me that, that message, said, Simon, where can I find your podcast? And what's the name of it? So I want to say it on air too. My podcast is called La Confession, where the truth always comes out. And uh, it's all about relationships. To find it, very easy. You go to your iHeartRadio app and you type La Confession. And if you love The Rendezvous, you're going to love my podcast, La Confession. Check it out. Very easy. iHeartRadio app. Tonight, I'm going to open the show with a love story. You have one? You want to share it with me? 855-905-8255. What's the most important feeling we all need to feel to be happy in life? Loved, love, love. And you know what I want to hear right now? I want to hear a love story from you. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Sophia. Bonjour, Simon. Welcome to the rendezvous, Sophia. Listen, I'm single and I really love to hear other people's love stories. So share with me what is your love story. Well, every Christmas holiday time Mm -hmm. is always beautiful, but last year... I had the most beautiful. My now husband made the most wonderful surprise. We were together for the holidays, and we were decorating the tree mm-hmm. and putting up the ornaments, and he, he was passing them to me. And then all of a sudden, he passed me one ornament that looked different, mm-hmm. and as I was hanging it, it was like cracked. I looked at it, and I said, this one's broken, and I looked inside, and there was the most beautiful engagement ring. And he got down on his knees and asked me. And, of course, I was crying. And I said, yes, yes. And now we're going to be celebrating one year. We eloped. And it's been <laughs> one year of romance. Congratulations. Congratulations. In French, félicitations. This is why I want to hear all those love stories. For all of us also single who are you know, wishing for something like this to happen, it's happening to you. I'm happy for you. It happens every day somewhere in America, one after the other. So thank you so much for sharing that story, Sophia. This was really you know, wonderful and inspiring. And, mm, and, and we need to hear this during the holiday time more than ever. Yes. Thank you so much and have a good night. You too. I just got a great Twitter DM on my account. Somebody married is not 100% sure of something's happening at work. Let's talk about that next. Thank you for listening to The Rendezvous. If you can't call me right now and you've got a question, you can always send me a Twitter DM at Rendezvous Radio. Trish, what's that DM about? All right, so this Twitter DM says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. Lately, my coworker has been bringing me snacks that she knows I like, which kind of makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm married. And she knows I'm married. I wear a wedding ring, and I've talked about my wife before, but something about her bringing me the snacks is making me think she wants something from me. I don't want her to think I'm interested in her, and it could be completely innocent, but it's kind of weird. Do you think I should tell her to stop? What a great question. So if you're married at work and somebody brings you snacks you like, should you tell that person to stop? I'll tell you what to do next. So think of that for a minute. You married, and one of your coworkers brings you, you know, your favorite snack, and you start to feel slightly uncomfortable, and you wonder, what's wrong with it? Should I tell her to stop? Should I not tell her to stop? That's the DM I just got. I think 
that a co-worker bringing you a favorite snack is totally innocent. Now, wonderful producers bring me my almond lightly salty, and nothing is going on in this studio. And one of us or two of us could be in a relationship. None of this would matter. It's in your head and in her head that it matters. Now, if you feel uncomfortable, you've got to ask yourself, what makes me feel uncomfortable? It's not the gesture. It's either you're attracted by her and you don't want to admit it, or really she's attracted by you and you feel it. The best way to clear this is to talk about your wife, to talk about your partner with her so she knows 100% and you know nothing can ever happen. Or the way to get out of this is say, you don't need to do that all the time. That's okay. Just do it nicely, politely, and don't put your coworker on an awkward vibe. Thanks for your DM. You call that next, 855-905-8255. It's my number. You have a question. You can call me right now. Bonjour, Carlos. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Carlos. What's going on? This is a weird deal. I I was a single dad for a very long time, Mm -hmm. and uh, I ended up meeting this nurse who I found very attractive, Mm -hmm. uh, and we exchanged phone numbers, and eventually we texted and we decided to go out on a date. So her idea was to go to a different town. Uh, actually, we'd meet and then go to a different place and, and go out to eat. Well, that was kind of cool because we went to a neat little place. And um, then the next time, well, let's, let's go again, right? Mm-hmm. And so we did. It was like three dates into it, but she always met me at a parking lot somewhere, not at her, not pick her up at her home. And I understood the first time, mm-hmm. but then as time went on, I began to wonder what was going on. Right. So finally she tells me that she and her ex still live in the same home together. Uh-oh. They, Yes. They uh, were never married, mm-hmm. but they bought a home together, and they have been split up for eight years. Okay. She has dated hardly at all, but every time she dated someone, they found this out, and then they bailed. She's beautiful. I love talking to her, mm-hmm. but there's been deception, mm-hmm. and I feel weird about it because she lives with her ex. You know what I mean? For the last eight years. Eight years. Right. So when it comes to them and lying, and I agree. I mean, if I were in your shoes after eight years, I'd say you could have moved out. So I don't buy it, okay? I don't buy this financial situation for eight years. Now what you can do is not think about with your eyes, but think with your logic heart and your logic mind. And just to the facts, you've been lied to. So now you have no reason, right? You're not a victim. You just Now you know the truth. The best you can do is date somebody else that will be honest with you. If you lie to yourself now and pretend that doesn't matter, then you are responsible for the unhappiness that's about to happen to you. So you think there's nothing good that can come of this? There's nothing good that can come out of a lie. But I know, I know you're right. I mean, if you would have told me it's six months, I would have said you can date her. If somebody says to you, I've been living with my ex for eight years, that's it. You can't grow love on a lie. I guess I know what I got to do, man. All right. I kind of knew that was the case. Thank you. Thank you, Simon. You're most welcome. Good luck to you. I know it's not easy. Merci. Merci à vous. (laughs) And have a good night. Bonne nuit. I just got an email from somebody who, I don't know if it's luck or bad luck, but I have something to say to her boyfriend and doesn't know how. We're going to answer that next. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. You have a question... 
But you can't call me right now. You can always email me your question at therendezvousshow.com. Trish, what's this email about? All right, so this listener email is from Lindsay that says, Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Lindsay. I have been with my boyfriend for almost 11 months, and I love him dearly. My issue is that my birthday is on Christmas Day, and ever since I was a little girl, I would always get presents that were for both my birthday and for Christmas, and it made me really upset. I'm still fairly sensitive about it now, which is why I want to tell my boyfriend that he should get me separate presents for both occasions, but I don't want to sound like a brat, so I'm not exactly sure how to tell him. Do you have any suggestions? So basically, you are born very close to the Christmas day, and you want not just one present for your birthday and Christmas, you want two from your boyfriend. I'm going to help you. That's next. Maybe you know someone that was just born so close to Christmas that all their childhood, really, they suffer because their parents, their family would give them one nice gift, one for Christmas and their birthday together. My sister Judith was born on December 23rd. She suffered from that enough. So I understand Lindsay's email who says, listen, I'm dating this guy for 11 months. I really want him to give me two presents, one for my birthday, one for Christmas, not just one, but I don't know how to say it to him. Listen. It's two ways to look at it. The first way, you just tell him. Tell him you suffer from when you were little. You'd rather have two little gifts. Uh, it's not about so much how much the gift is, but it's the symbol that he separates your birthday and Christmas. There's nothing wrong with that. Or tell him you can get me just one, and it has to represent both days. But I think it's totally okay to just say what you want. And if he says why, just say Simon said I could. And he can call me if he disagree. Any question, 855-905-8255. You speak French or English, you have a question? You call me now. Bonjour, Rebecca. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. I'm good. Welcome to the rendezvous. Qu'est-ce qui se passe? What's going on? Thank you. So I'm dating this guy, and um, we had an argument, so he got really mad, and he started ignoring me. And um, so the next day, like, we went to sleep. Next day, he acted like nothing happened. And every time I tried to bring it up, he just ignored me. <laughs> <laughs> so what do I do? <laughs> so, okay, so just so I understand the background, so do you have any idea of why he was upset or... Why was he not talking? What What is your, your, your take on this, your personal take? Uh, well, we went out to eat, and it seems simple, but I didn't say thank you. Um, I sent him a text later instead that said thank you for dinner, and he was mad about it, <laughs> so I guess because I didn't say it when we were together. Okay, but then you sent a text, and then so you said thank you afterwards. Yeah, so he ignored me, and then he was still acting really mad towards me, and so I brought it up, and he just, he wouldn't even speak about it. It's like every time I said something, he just acted as if I wasn't even speaking. So it's maybe like, it's, it's not at ease, like, confronting the any situation, right? It's somebody who's like to bury anything. Yeah, it's like he's, he just doesn't even want to talk about it. He just, you know, and then those kind of things build up, and yeah. I want to get it, you know, out of the way, so... Well, you have to remember also that, you know, guys and, and girls are different in the fact that, you know, women, you know, will express their feelings in one way, guys in a different way and at a different time. So I think that he doesn't know how. 
That's why. I don't think it's against you. I don't think it's just maybe there's not really comfortable saying it. So you can help him, give him a, a space where things can be more funny than dramatic. And then mm-hmm. he can talk about it in a way that he, you know, he's not getting all tense or like just, you know, repressing the feelings. So a good sense of humor at the right time, you know, helps everything. I'm going to give you two tips. Men okay. never talk when they're grumpy, me included. All right. <laughs> so never expect anything from a man who's grumpy. And two, when it's time for romance, he's always in a better mood after the romance. So with those two tips in mind, you'll know the timing and then you can get him to talk. Okay, well, I will try that then. Okay. All right, Rebecca, good luck to you and uh, have a good night. Okay, thank you. You too. You know, when it comes to fighting, and we all have fights with our partner, there's a couple of things we all need to remember. I'll tell you that next. You have had fights with your partner. I've had fights with girlfriends. We all fight at one point. We disagree. It escalates to a fight, and then it's on, right? Here's the couple of things to remember. A- we are on the same team, right? So, you know, we might disagree, but at the end of the day, we love each other. We're on the same team. We're building this relationship together. Two, it's important when you fight to remember the timing of this. So uh, if it's superheated, one of you has to stop. And it's okay to take a break and talk about it the next day. There's no winners in a fight when one loses everything and the other one is on the top. Because your relationship loses when one of you loses the fight. That's that. The way also to kind of calm down is to touch your partner in a nice way. Put your hand on the shoulder, do something nice. To remember there's physical contact that is also peaceful and appeasing. And that will lead to what I think is the best way to end a fight. Compromise and one of you say you're sorry. And then the other person say, I love you. Now, if you want to know how I fight in my relationships, stay with me. I'll tell you that next. I don't know how you fight, but let me tell you how I fight, which is very rare because I'm a very peaceful person. But sometimes I do fight because, A, I'm hungry, and two, because there's some things like I'm very sensitive to music. So if we're in the car and we start playing with, is it too loud, not loud enough, I go crazy. And then it's true, I'm very guilty of then want to make the argument a winning argument. And so I've learned little by little to calm down this, that when it's like on, I want to win the argument right here, right now. And here you say, oh, I'm so wrong and you're right. That's really what I did most of my life. And lately with my shrink, we've changed all that. And my shrink has helped me to really realize there is no winning when there is one of the two who feels either humiliated, who feels that you've been, you know, too hard. So I've changed my technique from being Mr. You know, I know it all to How can we help each other? Let's stop the fight. Because I really don't enjoy fighting. Don't fight. Call me, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. You have a problem in your relationship? Something is on your mind? Call me now. Bonjour, Jacob. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. What is up? Well, um, I work out at the local gym in my, my, my area and my community. And, uh, you know, a friend, a female friend, we, we see each other there for the last year or so. And I think she's attracted to me. I mean, I, I would assume she is. I'm attracted to her. Uh-huh. How, how would I ask her out without really, how can I say, ruffling the feathers the wrong way? I don't want to lose the friendship we have. We, I think we're very good friends. You know, we kind of help each other out when I work out. You know, good, good talk. But I don't want to lose that pureness. Okay, 
So uh, two things. First, just remember, uh, as we get all a little bit more mature, that a lot of great love stories start by a great friendship. So it's a good base. You guys are friend first and then maybe romantic afterwards. Now, tell me the truth. How much do you think you have romantic feelings for her in your heart? Uh, I'll say it's 70%. I mean, it's pretty strong. I mean, we have a lot of wordplay, and that's what confused me. I don't know if she does the wordplay games, like flirting with me purposely, or if she's just really keeping me away. The point of my question is, do, would you suffer if you don't ask the question? Like, you can't wait to ask this question to ask her out, or are you okay just staying like it is? I kind of really can't wait to ask her out. I really okay. can't. Okay, that's the point. So listen, who doesn't dare, doesn't leave. So you got to ask her out to dinner. The only way right. to get out of a friend zone is to be courageous and take the risk to say, I would love to ask her out for dinner. If she likes you, like you said she does, she'll be delighted. Right. And she probably can't wait for you to ask that question. If she doesn't like you romantically, she said, oh, you know, I, we can't do that. And she'll get out of it very elegantly, I'm sure. So right. it's all about daring. Jacob, you got to go for it. You're right. I, I need, You know, I have to dare. I have to. Who doesn't dare doesn't leave. Have a good night, Jacob, and good luck to you. You too, Simon. More Rendezvous next. A couple shows ago, I asked you this very question. It was a date or dumb question. You date brings along a friend. Would you still date or would you dump? 60% of you voted I would dump the date and 40% said I would still date. And I'm glad because I'm the one that would be totally staying. I'm not like petrified by uh, my date coming with a friend at all. Sometimes, you know, they test you with their friend and that's okay because you want to be friends with your girlfriend or your partner's friends anyway. So I think that's a good thing once in a while, not every date. Uh, but apparently I'm in the minority. 60% of you said, no way I would dump somebody bringing a friend at a date. So thank you for voting on my questions and thank you for listening to The Rendezvous, really. And thank you also for listening to my podcast on a Heart Radio app. You type La Confession, where the truth always comes out. Go check it out. I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, good night. And as I always say, bonne nuit les petits. The Rendezvous Show.